Hi, everyone. Welcome to Postscript. Marie Antoinette. I'm Christina Ziders. And I'm Beth Capello. If you're joining us from our All Creatures Great and Small podcast, this show looks very, very different <laughs> from our journey through Derby. And if you're new to Postscript, uh, welcome. Beth and I will be covering Marie Antoinette, the limited eight-part series on PBS, so you can watch and listen along with us each week. And you'll find Marie Antoinette on your local PBS stations and on the PBS video app. That's right. I forgot what it was called. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. (laughs) Then you guys can join in the conversation. Let us know your thoughts by emailing ps at witf.org or slide into our DMs on Instagram at WITFORG or Facebook at WITF.org. That was a ri- that was a mouthful. It was. <laughs> Let us know what you think of the first episode and what you hope to see in the next ones. We can't wait to read your thoughts. So, Christina, are you, are you ready? Should we dive into the world of Marie? Yeah. Internet? Yeah, let's do it. So we open with this, like, nightmarish uh, but beautiful nightmare. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful-ish. Yeah. There's marbles all over the floor. Yeah. It looks um, like marbles, right? And they're pe- like little balls, they, like yeah, blue and like, white. Maybe they're gumdrops. I'm not sure. But it Ooh, looks, it looks marbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are throwing these at her in bed and her makeup smudged and she looks super stressed. And she's trying to like find her way out of this room. But... Uh, she's looking at this big painting on the ceiling and blood drips on her hand. And then she finally finds a door. And there's this like terrifying murder clown <laughs> waiting on the other side. OK, so uh, I did not. I, I, I remember <laughs> seeing the blood now that you bring it up. Um, I guess I forgot about that. OK, so yeah. it, it's a nightmare. It's, and then the murder clown, I was like, what? Well, we think it's a nightmare because I at the end so. they come back circle and it's like. It's this is real. based in reality, but the, the blood dripping yeah. on her feels like that couldn't have possibly been real. I don't know how they would have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- she gets out and she runs into this like beautiful, brightly lit hallway, but and she's trying to escape. Um, she's hold just on. Running. Absolutely gorgeous, yeah. bright har- hallway yeah. in Versailles. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. We don't know that this she's in Versailles at this point. I mean, unless have been there. But it's right. It's if you've been to Versailles, you might know. You might. That's know. true. <laughs> I've never been, so I wasn't sure when we first watched oh. this. But yeah, so the guards uh, stop her before she can escape, and she's screaming. And like, I'm confused. Like, I really assumed this was a dream at the start, but then at the end, it basically happens exactly how this yeah. nightmare. Pretty much. Happened. Yeah. So. I I I felt so stressed. Yeah. I was like all up in my head. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like—is this a horror show? Like this right. is it, masterpiece PB. What is going on?" It felt a lot like a horror movie. I watched yeah. it with my fiance, who's like a big horror movie fan, and uh, he really loved it. Yeah, because it was so horrifying. Like that murder clown. That's like the yeah. thing of my nightmares. But I that's hate nightmares. Clowns. That's nightmares. Yeah, for me. like Poltergeist. There's a clown in that movie. <laughs> no, thank so you. Much. Well, we watched uh anyway, yeah, we watched it and that's all I'll say is oh. like that was the the, the original new it, I laughed about was the original scarier I was I terrified think, than the remake. Yeah. Anyway. I also watched it when I was like <laughs> so was, itty bitty child shouldn't have watched it. It was but. definitely a murder clown. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. So yeah, I felt real stressed. Um and we get like a glimpse at the opening credits, which you didn't really pay attention to. No, I did not. But it's probably she's typing like or something. Running through this—that's legitimately a thing that happens to me, <laughs> and I miss things. She's running through this like labyrinth of bushes. It felt very Alice in Wonderland. And okay, 
uh, adds to the whole feeling of being trapped and not being able to find your way out. Mm-hmm. And then very uh, much alluding to the rest of the episode, right? And yeah, her yes, life, I guess, like yeah. all of it. Yeah. Um, and then we find ourselves in Vienna six months earlier, and um, she is getting ready with her mother. Like we we know at this point that basically she's been promised to France as yes. the future queen. Well, Dauphine. 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 We have Dauphine. So let's do Dauphine. disclaimer. Dauphine. We are Dauphine. not French. No, this is important. Yes. This is very important. We We're will, going to we will mess this up. We are going so to often. butcher it really badly. <laughs> and we apologize in advance. And if anybody wants to help us in this process, feel free to let us know. Well, uh, somebody on our education team, Jennifer, promised to be our consultant. That's true. So we'll have to ask her for some help. For she did help us the other day. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was nice. But. But all of it left my head already. <laughs> a little. <laughs> um, the first line we hear from her mom is Antoinette. Shh. Think of your duty to me, Antoinette, your duty to Austria, to the House of Habsburg, to the Holy Roman Empire, and your duty to France. Yeah. All about duty and it's so D-O-O-D-Y. But yeah. 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 <laughs> she, duty. She's 14. Uh, so... Wait, 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 wait. There's she this... is 14. Right. But I, like, so I, I'm, di- another disclaimer, not very um, caught up on French history. So I've had oh, to do same. a lot of digging and same. stuff. So, like, I didn't even know she was 14 when, when we first watched it. And then okay. I looked it up and I was like, oh, my gosh. I guess she I... is 14. We know that she hasn't menstruated yet. <laughs> in, the, in the show. In the show. If you catch yeah. that. Yeah, if you if catch If you that. catch it. If you're a woman and you're like, oh, I remember my first period. It was awful. You might have caught that. Yeah. Um, but from from I'm reading this biography that Kir- the Kirsten Dunst movie was based on. And so she is 14. Um, Austria is growing their empire through marriage. She's skinny, flat chested and has a pouty lip because she's 14. And she excels in dance, which we see when she curtsies. She was actually much more graceful than she's letting on. Mm -hmm. And her her, uh, mother did preach complete subservience to your husband. But uh, so we see her like getting um, made over, essentially. Mm -hmm. She's just this 14-year-old girl who now has to be in the public eye all the time. That contraption that she has in her mouth... Yes, I uh, is real. Yeah, so I yeah. thought this was my first take <laughs> that it was just a medieval torture device, sort of, but like <laughs> something for her to like take medications because of the way the whole thing was set up in the beginning. I was right. like, is she is this a nightmare or is this reality? Why are they holding her arms and dragging her back to a room? Right, like it didn't make me think that she was oh, like mentally thought, like, they sane. They were giving her something to calm I thought, her down. to calm her down. You no. know that kind of thing. Like okay, like this. This is your duty to me. You have to take this medication because then it helps you. So right. I thought it was something to like hold her mouth open to help her take it. But then they put something in it and you no, notice it's it's, it's it's so the that biography that I'm listening to yeah. is actually uh, like the precursor to braces. I guess it's called the Pelican. That and doesn't like, sound nice. It looks awful, but she she's doing that. They're cutting her hair, which I felt really bad for her because I know my hair is precious to me and like oh. When I got my hair cut for the first time, uh, short, as like a six-year-old, my dad looked at me and then looked at my mom and said, what did you do to her hair? <laughs> it emotionally scarred me for a while, but now it's a funny story to tell. But I thought I looked so ugly. So I, I identified. You probably like, look so cute. When they cut her, oh, I did. When they cut her hair, though, and she said, 
I look ridiculous. Yeah. That was like, I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, her mother's like all about duty. Um, She's asking her mom, like, what do I do on our on my wedding night? How do I like initiate? Like, what's what's expected of me? You're talking about all this duty. And she basically doesn't prepare her at all either. Nope. Be subservient like, yes. and do whatever he asks you to do. But I'm not going to help you or tell you right. anything about what you're supposed to do in your wedding right. She And she says basically that Louis will guide her. But as he's we 15. know, he's just a little older. <laughs> like he's 15 years old. No 15-year-old boy knows how to guide a woman. A girl. Or a girl, yeah. Because she's still in a girl. intercourse. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was so frustrated. But there are moments where you get to see some of the like mother-daughter bonding where they're like applying goat's milk yeah or goat cheese to their faces Mm -hmm. and they're like giggling about like the marriage and what will it be like and everything so that was cute but overall it's her duty to produce an heir yeah and it's very stressful (laughs) then uh we also we we jump forward to her journey to france because the contract is signed she begs her mom please don't make me go that was horrible and so bad her mother leaves the room but then she does break down a little bit so there is some that we know her mother cares about her but isn't very good at showing it well i like she can't show it yeah because i guess guess she has to be strong for her daughter to not be worried like i'm not worried about where you're going you are going to be fine but really her like i could see a little bit of like like she's trying to keep it together yeah that's fair i'm not a mom so maybe i don't get that yet I can see a little bit of it, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I wrote down like, why why would she want to go somewhere? She has no clue who they are, right. and like, they're like enemies. Like, why I don't want to go to well, an enemy true. country. Like, they're not friend. They're not friendly. And no. now she's on display too. She knows everyone's going to be watching her because her mother like hammered that into her. She yeah. has to be perfect. She has to be absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. So she does make it to the carriage. Um, with her pug, and she's scared to leave. She looks back at her mom. She starts sobbing, um, and she's oh, and that's when she's worth getting glimpses of her. Like yeah, doing yeah the goat Sorry, I stumped the... ahead there. That's all right. Um, <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> but she also thinks back to the morning of her departure, where she is asking, "Do I look like a French princess?" Um, her yes. mom's saying, "You're o- you'll always be an Austrian archduchess, and it's who comes first, Austria or France?" And I think her mother replies. Um, you know yeah and i'm like i don't know i know tell the poor girl first she's 14 (laughs) and like i have like it's a really good question one for like a 14 year old to ask like right well who comes first because she's going from her family who she knows and loves as a child Mm -hmm. she was raised there everybody she knows is there and she loves austria exactly she's an arch archduchess exactly (laughs) then she has to go to you know previous enemy where she has to actually accept them as family and then right. what if something happens between Austria and France? She doesn't want like, her family to get hurt. She has to choose. She has to choose. Aside, yeah. Essentially. Because she, yep. if she tries to side with Austria, the French will think she's a traitor. Which. Which I mean. I mean. It ends we know how anyway. it ends. Uh, but, uh, you know, she's journeying. You get to see out the window, like all of the things she's passing. She has her little pug. I'm feeling good about this like maybe it will be okay even though we know it won't be okay i'd bring my pug i know right like it's such a cute little baby i know (laughs) but then she gets to the border and um i have 
this yeah. lady is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have. I don't know if you have um, to start so that. She is like, <laughs> she's super duper uh, stern, we'll say. She's a very stern lady. No, she's rude. I have, she's rude. She's got resting BF. And um, she's like such a jerk to someone who's just like a child. Right. 14. The, so in the book that I'm listening okay. to. Okay. Uh, she is described as kind of feeling responsible for her upbringing. So she is seeing herself as this like stern teacher to a young archduchess okay. slash dauphine. They don't do that in the show, though. Right. So the book is nicer. That, yeah. That that gave a little backstory to her, at least. But yeah, I mean, that yeah. would be really scary to like you're in a strange country. You know, nobody. You're going to marry this person you don't know. You don't know what's expected yeah. of you after the wedding. And now there's this lady who, like, refuses to give you a hug and also takes your dog. I was a teacher. I wouldn't take somebody's dog <laughs> from them. <laughs> well, so my I hope we get to see that dog return because... Fingers crossed. Well, I mean, not, we just watched All Creatures Great and Small. Right. There are dogs everywhere. I'm not so. entirely convinced that that dog wasn't just, like, pitched. But I don't think it was. Okay. Because they were at the border. Okay. Everybody she was with was Austrian. Okay. And the pug went back to the Austrians. So I'm pretty well, I, sure my I hope my, so. my thought is they just put him back in the carriage and I did not watch ahead, so I don't know. I didn't either, but, but I'm guessing I'm that he just goes okay. back home and the mom's like, Oh, well she wasn't allowed to have the dog, so Right. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, the carriage and all the right. guys are going back to her house. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Her I'm home. just worried because this lady's so mean. <laughs> I'm just so worried she gave about it back. this lady. <sighs> um, but yeah, so obviously Marie Antoinette is heartbroken and emotional. And she just tells her that yeah. a French princess doesn't show her emotion. Yeah. You yeah. have two minutes to get it together. Yeah. Like, that would have even been nicer. But no, we don't show emotion. She's like. Right. Come on. Let's march through Lincoln. the woods to the hunting lodge or whatever we're going to. <laughs> so this is a good spot for us to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about first impressions about all of the people we meet at this hunting lodge. That sounds good. Okay. You know, I'm a little stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. So let's start off this. We were talking about first impressions, right? We were, yes. So we're going to go back and we're going to do first impressions of Marie Antoinette. Right. Okay? And the actress. She's the first so one that far, we meet. Yeah. yeah first one we meet. She, so well, far, she's Maria like amazing. Teresa. <laughs> Teresa? Therese? I don't know. Therese? Her mother. We didn't look into her, though. I we gave her. We gave our first thoughts on her. So let's move on to Marie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just confused. But anyway... <laughs> Okay, so the I wanted to look a little bit into like the actress's history and mm-hmm. how long she's been um, acting for. She looks super young. She does. Um, I know. Believable 14-year-old. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So her name is Amelia Cholet. Did I do that right? I think I, so. I think so. Or I think it's, so. It's close, anyway. It's as close as we'll uh, get. Disclaimer again, I'm going to butcher the rest of this. But <laughs> she was born on November 28th in 1992. Okay. Which is honestly, she's only like a she's a year younger than me. Oh gosh! And I'm like, I wish I looked like her. <laughs> she's she's just gorgeous. a baby in my world. I know. <laughs> You're not even that old. Stop it. Um, she was born in Blagovishkansk. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I am so sorry. Do you see that word? I try, that, I'm trying to see it. That city? Blagovesh. Oh, that's Russian. Yeah, Russia. Russia. Yeah, I should yeah. probably ask my sister. She knows um, some German pretty well, so that she should probably be able to get that. Anyway, uh, she's an actress known for, <laughs> here we go, round two, Fresh Madchen. Okay. I don't know how you say that. But 2008, Totor in 1970. What? 1970. She wasn't born yet. So I'm confused. IMDb IMDb is lying to me. She wasn't (laughs) born yet. And Dream Factory in 2019. She was around then. Why was she in Tator? Something must be. Oh, Tator. It says 1970, but on, like, if you scroll down, it's 2012 to 2020. It's a TV series. She was in three episodes. All right. Yeah. So, anyway, she was also in High Society. She was Annabelle in High Society in 2017. Okay. So anyway, apologies for all of that. So it's not her, it's not her first job. It's not her first no. job. And she's 31. <laughs> I can't do the math. She's turning head. 31 this year. Okay. Yeah, that right? sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, because my sister was born in 1990, yeah. which is why she's a baby. She's to me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you are anyone, not old. Anyone as uh, young as my sister or younger is a baby in my world. Okay. Yeah. But... So I'm a baby. You're a baby. I'm sitting across from you working with you all the time, and I'm a baby. You seem like you have your stuff together, which is what (laughs) makes it really hard for my brain to commute. But yes, you are. You are a baby. It's all a part of the appearance. It's a hot mess over (laughs) here, actually. (laughs) So let's go to the first impressions of um, Louis' family. So, okay. Uh, We meet Provence. (laughs) Uh, He's very (laughs) handsome, which means he's probably a jerk. Yes. Uh, That's... That's very the association typical. my brain makes when I see somebody who is very conventionally handsome. I'm okay. like, keep an eye on that one. He might be a jerk. Yeah, there's something about him. <laughs> there was something about him in the first scene where I was well, like, you immediately eh, didn't like no. him. I was just like, he's handsome. Like him. She likes him. Yeah, no, I didn't. But that is not Louis. Yep. Uh, we also meet Louis. Who is seems very awkward. He actually reminds me of one of my cousins. He and, is carrying um, like, a dead rabbit. I know. <laughs> Not uh, a great but he's first just like, impression. The way that they portray him is he is just. Like, even in that scene, he yeah. is definitely not one of the family. Like, no, he is so different. He's very different from the, from rest, the rest of the, of the royals. Family. He's awkward. He's like an yeah. actual teenage boy. Exactly. Um, which you're supposed to be. He looks a little bit greasy. Yeah. Probably a smells little a little bit like every teenage boy in existence. Yeah. And like he just looks very uncomfortable. And she like so I thought it was funny. Marie Antoinette just goes into this like curtsy thing where she just gets stuck in a curtsy. And she keeps loop, going. And they're like, curtsy, curtsy, curtsy. He's like, I would probably then, do that too. I don't know what else to do. Yeah, and that's what he says. He's like, Calm down, you're gonna make us all like I forget what he says, but something around you're making it, our like, head spin or yeah. something like that. Um, we also meet uh, Adelaide, I think I'm saying that correct, which is one okay. of his sisters, and Victoire. Yes, who Victoire. is Victoire, who is another one of his sisters, and they look like they look like witches from like, like the a Sanderson Disney movie. sisters. They look like the Sanderson <laughs> sisters. I felt like they should like link arms and do that like yeah. silly little walk where their legs go in front. They kind of reminded me of the ladies from The Sandman, that okay. TV show on Netflix. Yeah, but. Yeah, those ones were actually like they were nice, nice. sisters, these, and these ones don't look nice. These look a little sinister. They look meaner than the Sanderson sisters, even they though do. the Sanderson sisters want to eat children. So there's so that. there's that. <laughs> <laughs> we also meet the Duke oh. de Chartres. 
Is that how you say it? I, I'm, that sounds that's good. That's what my notes say. Chartra. Okay. Who is a cousin. And the He's Princess de Lembala. I probably is that how you say it? Lambala? I mean, it's Lambala? spelled... Lambala. Lambal. Lambala. Lambala. Okay. That's probably the, the emphasis was on the wrong label. Yeah. Uh, emphasis. <laughs> I like it. Uh, she's an Italian member of the family by marriage. Yeah. She seems so, so nice. She's the only one that seems genuinely nice. Italians are nice. Are I they? can say that. I'm Italian. I thought, okay. My husband's Italian. <laughs> I was going to say, in the movies, it just seems like they just shout at you all the time. So They love you. They're okay. still nice. It's just, a, it's enthusiasm I'm then. I'm very, very, anger. like, tiny Italian. <laughs> I'm mostly from Denmark. That's where my, my maiden name comes from. I'm almost completely but. German, according to my family tree. Oh, nice. So, but I can't we should, like, pull German it up. things. <laughs> you, did you do, like, a test? I did 23 and me. I wanted to do the DNA test. I requested one forever ago, and I never did it. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I still have it. I think it's on my dining room table buried under a pile of other things. So I need to do that so I can find out just how yeah. German I am. Cause it's so far, it's looking pretty, pretty German with a dash of Swiss, <laughs> like a <laughs> tiny dash, just a dash, like one granule. Uh, okay. So that was, did That's you have any first impressions? Well, the anyone? grandfather. Oh, yeah, King the grandfather. <laughs> he wasn't on here. King Louis. <laughs> he wasn't Whoops. on my list. I forgot him. He, he seems nice. He seems nice. I'm sorry. You made that sound awful. I feel like Do you he's think not, there's something I else? I think he's not as nice uh, as he seems right now. Okay. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just reading yeah. too much into it because the rest of his children or grandchildren just come across as kind of... Mean? You know what? That sounds like he's nice, but like all the kids are just terrible, awful, right? You know. So and then the know. princess is the nice one, and she's, she's not even like, yeah, she's related not actually, to them. Well, not probably blood there's probably some blood relation somewhere because these are the royals. But <laughs> she's yeah, you're right. She's in the family by marriage, and yeah. she is genuinely the nicest person. She seems very uncomfortable about what Marie. She knows what Marie is mm-hmm. going to go. What she's going to go through. So. After we meet everybody, they go oh, and they. lunch, and they are scarfing their food down. And They're disgusting. To be, to be like, honest, I feel like that's how I eat sometimes, because I eat so no, quickly. you I just, do like, not. I just, shovel it into my mouth. Like They were like this. I try I not to slurp like, my soup, at least. I wish I had, like, a fork to be like... <laughs> That's what they sound like. Um, 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 um. You can hear everything and like all the banging of the forks on the plates and stuff. Oh, yes. yes. And yeah. I'm like, stop. And Sorry, guys, who are listening. <laughs> and it's um, it's uh, very awkward for Marie. She was just getting yeah. all these etiquette lessons. She's so like, she looks proper in front of the French. And they're eating like savages. And she's like, do I eat? Do I not? Why yeah, do I eat? So she, yeah, Poor she finds it really old. funny and she starts giggling. And mm-hmm. the king says that she's she's laughing at you guys because you're like scarfing your food down. Yeah. Uh, so that lightens the mood a little bit, but doesn't win her any friends. No. Um, yeah. So she is trying. She, she remembers her mom saying something about entertaining the Dauphine. Dauphin. 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 I think Defaw. Defaw. Yeah. Okay, okay. I would practice. I mean it's this spelled more. like dolphin. Dolphin, but it's Defawn. Yeah. Dufon. And uh she remembers her mom saying that she should entertain him because laughter brings joy to a marriage. Yes. And so she tries. She and tries. Louis burps in her face. Which was funny. <laughs> because that's he's like fifteen. He's fifteen. It's so <laughs> awkward. That's exactly what probably happened at lunch when I was a kid in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> like, it definitely probably happened. <laughs> 
And uh, in the middle of lunch, uh, Madame Dubarry. Ooh, way to say in. that right. I like it. Um, so Marie is like enamored with her. I know. And I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, do tell. I love her, even though I know she's not going to be a good person. Exactly. Uh, I'm enamored with her because she has so pretty, that look. And she carries herself so well. She does, yeah. She's she has the look it. of. Um, of Cersei from Game of Thrones. Okay. And I'm referencing something you've never seen, I've so you might want to get on it. <laughs> okay. Have you seen Narnia? Get, well, ice, some the, of it, yeah. The like ice switch. Yeah, I don't one. know if I've seen all of it. So yeah. I don't know for sure what I, I saw. I can't with you. I'm sorry. I don't watch what a lot do you of watch? movies. I watch these shows yeah. so that I can talk about them. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of reality trash. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. I don't watch reality uh, trash. Uh, so, okay, M- Madame Dubarry walks yes. in and she says, please don't get up. Have you all been waiting for me? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you said that. It's perfect. And Marie is obviously enamored and she's like, who is that? Who yeah. is that? And uh, we found out, we find out that the Countess is here to entertain Papa. Papa Crow? Craw? Papa Craw. Papa Craw. Papa Craw. And... Um, she says, oh, I can do that. I can be very entertaining. Not knowing. This it's a poor different child. form of entertainment that she's, she's there for. A, she's such a, like, she's so young. Yeah, she's like, I can be she's very so entertaining. and Because nobody's told her so anything about the world. And her mom hasn't <laughs> helped her with anything. Like, the way yeah. this woman walks in the room and sits down on his she's lap. Like, confident. we should probably know what he right. entertain, what she entertains she's with. She's just been very sheltered. Yes. Because she was an archduchess. Who has never encountered <sighs> True. a prostitute in the wild. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so she it, she sees that um, the king is feeding Dubarry. Mm-hmm. Dubar, Dar, did I say it right? I don't know. Um, I think you said it right. And she's like, would you like to feed me, Monsoir? I said that wrong, too. Monsoir? Monsoir? I don't know. And Monsoir? Monsieur. 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 Thank uh, you. And... He tries to do the thing she's asking him to do, which is feed her. But he breaks a piece of lobster in half and juice flies all over her face. And everyone finds this very entertaining. But you can just see the humility on on his face. Like, oh, I feel you. You are a 15-year-old boy. And somebody's asking you to... Feed the weight me. of the country is on his shoulders. <laughs> feed me like this sexy thing is happening over here. Yeah. And he Would you like to feed me? And he's like, okay, I'll juice. try. <laughs> okay. So sorry. I, there are moments where I feel, uh, I don't know if we're supposed to feel fondness for Louis, but I feel I felt very, I felt sad for him. I, I feel like he's just doing his best here. And yeah. so is Marie. After lunch, um, Provence and Louis are fighting outside. Natural while, brother uh, things. <laughs> while I'm Marie well and the aware princess. of that. <laughs> it's going to be Tackle, in my future. Roll it around. Yep. Um, Marie and the princess are sitting, at, looking out the window. Um, the princess says that Provence cannot forgive his older brother for stealing his crown. I don't know how your older brother can steal a crown <laughs> right. when it's given to him. Right. They got Loki, Loki have, vibes all over it. I feel like Louis probably would prefer to not have the crown. Quite certain on that based one, Based on his entire person. Yeah. Uh, and that Louis lives in a world of his own. And Marie is worried about how she's supposed to share a bed with a boy who smells. <laughs> I wrote... Welcome to the real world. Mm. They all smell they a little funky. Well, especially when they're 15. 
especially there's a lot 15. of hormones going on. Oh, and yeah. Lots of sweating. Like, yeah. there's just, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. We find out he hunts every morning and he won't change his routine, not even for her. Uh, but he's a good boy. And Which pro- I liked. And Provence is the one with the waspish tongue. Provence. Provence. Yeah. Provence. The waspish Waspish, waspish tongue. tongue. Yeah, I that's like what it. she says. Waspish I thought it was real um, real on the nose. It'll like sting uh, Because, you. yeah. Yeah. Wasp stings mm-hmm. hurt. Oh, yeah. Real I bad. know. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. I but, had like um, 15 one time. It was bad. But anyway. But Maria is happy that he at least spoke to her. So, I yeah. mean, Louis hasn't really talked to her this whole time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it seems like the Marie and the princess are going to do well. Get along. Well. I think they. I think they are going to be friends. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so now we come to the journey back to Versailles for the rest of the family. Marie has to stay back at this hunting lodge. She can't She's, be yes. at Versailles until the wedding. The wedding day. Yeah. Um, and they so, are all talking crap. They're all talking trash. They are. So well, except for the king and Louis. Louis doesn't say anything too terrible about Louis. Doesn't say Marie. Much. At all, because the king asks a man him, a few like, words. What, what are your impressions? What are your first impressions? And he says, "If she were a filly, I'd say she has a, she has strong hind legs and a frisky tail." A filly, a filly. Like I think that's a, that horse, a, right? a horse, right? It's a horse. So if if she were okay. a horse, she he, he would. She has strong hind legs and a frisky tail, but she should have fewer oats in her food, which I thought what was kind of weird mean? because she's so skinny and small. Yeah, but like he didn't even see her legs or her butt because she's under this huge right. dress. True. I think he and just assumes things. Tail? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because he she asked for food. Maybe there yeah. needs to be fewer. Well, frisky oats. tail. Yeah, I guess <laughs> frisky tail. Yeah, you, yeah. Her okay. hair was out. All right. Um, and then in the other carriage, this is where all of the real poop talking is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's. Short. She's skinny. She's flat-chested. She has flat feet. And did you see that vile Habsburg lower lip? Which is a real thing, based on oh. that biography. She had a pouty lip, and it was apparently undesirable. And like an this? adult person, yeah, the pouting would probably be annoying. So uh, they said that's so common, and somebody else said she's too dreadful for words. I can't remember who said everything, but they're just really mean to her. <laughs> And uh, Dubarry has things to say about her um, and is and reminded of her place when she, you know, she was like, well, where were you educated? And it was uh, in, in the Slumly, what was it? Slumly Marseille? Is that? Marseille. Marseille. Slumly Marseille or in the streets of Paris. And so we know that she's a commoner. Mm-hmm. So she shouldn't have so many opinions on this Archduchess of Austria. But it seemed um, to me like she was also entertaining Provence in the carriage. I feel like does she entertain like, everyone? I feel like she might entertain everyone. That was my take on it because she's real comfy. She's like strewn across his body, essentially, like draped mm-hmm. across him. And they're kind of like seemed way too comfy for me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. If I he's the a, younger yeah. brother of Louis. Louis's fifteen. She, How old is he? She doesn't have much power. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. If he's younger, ooh. Yeah. So how old okay. is she? She's entertaining. I don't want to think about it. Okay, I'm done. Well, let's put this in Grandpa. perspective because next it's next we flash back to the king's um, carriage and it says it won't be long till she delivers your son. And Louis says I'm not ready to be a father. So 
I mean, they are expecting a 15-year-old to impregnate a 14-year-old, yeah. like, immediately to yeah. produce an heir. So babies. I guess that's not crazy that she would just be entertaining a 13-year-old. We also don't know how old she is. Yeah. We might have to look at that Which is problematic. Um, and back in the mean people carriage, <laughs> they say, we must get to know our little Dauphine. We must keep her in our sights, Provence. And he says, I do enjoy target practice. And he, like, imitates a gun coming down. Like, he's putting his aim on her. And I didn't yeah. like it. His that's waspish when, tongue. That's when we know he's a bad person for yeah. sure. Well, we knew in the first scene. <laughs> we looked at him and he's not good. Right. And, and so back at the lodge, the princess, I think, is yeah. still with uh, Marie Antoinette. Marie, yeah. But Marie uh, asks why they didn't go with them. And we find out she has to spend, she has to spend her first night um, at Versailles with Louis, yes. his husband and wife. Yeah, she's not allowed to be. Yeah, she's not allowed to go to Versailles until they're married. Yeah, and she kind of says, I can't imagine what's going to happen tomorrow. And the princess says, don't ask. Like, she doesn't want to know. But she needs to know. She needs to she know. She needs to know. Somebody... And I mean, like, she tries to ask. So this is ask right. number two. Right. And then she's like, will he try to kiss me? You must know you're married. And we find out that the princess is a widow. But yeah. still. Who was she married to, though? Do you know? It must have been somebody in the family, but I yeah. don't. Re- I remember looking it up, but I didn't write it down. So I'll You're gonna have I'll to take a up. closer yeah. look thank uh, you. at a later date. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but we find out she's a widow, which doesn't mean that she doesn't know, unless they never consummated their marriage. I think she said they never consummated. Oh, I think they? her saying she doesn't know means they never consummated but the marriage. But she seems to know what's coming because she looks really uncomfortable at that bedding ceremony that we're going to get to later. Well, because she had that ceremony. Oh, maybe. That's but true. I don't, and it's awkward. I mean, if she doesn't, if she says she doesn't know. We're, you're taking her ass- word for it. I would assume that she okay. doesn't know. Well, you're taking her word for it. Because she was young. She looks like she's younger than she her. She looks very young, too. Yeah. That's true. Um, so I wish that she would have warned her. I wish, too. I mean, I just feel really bad for Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marie's first night at the lodge is also very stressful because first she's tucked into that bed so tight that you can't move. It looks like they were restraining her like exactly without straps. So it looks more gentle, but she's so tucked in like you cannot get out of here. But yeah, she she can't. She can't sleep like that. I wouldn't be able to sleep like that. It it reminds me of the scene in The Patriot. Have you seen the movie The Patriot? I have seen the movie oh, The Patriot. There we go. We got one today, guys. One. Uh, where Heath Ledger, he like is zipped up so he can't get out because okay. he's sleeping at the girl's house that he's courting, uh, but he's not allowed to get out. Okay, yes. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It just reminded me of I don't that. know like, why she had to be tucked in quite so tight because nobody else is there except for the women. I don't know. But she's tucked in. She can't stay that way. So I don't she want gets out of bed. In like that. She gets out of bed. And she's kind of investigating the room, as one does. Yes. I do it, too, anytime, anywhere that's new. Yep. And she finds a string of pearls, and she finds a note that says, Trust no one at Versailles, even the walls have eyes and ears. So weird. Which is ominous. Yeah. And uh, she... Like, who wrote that? Right. I guess... We'll it's the, maybe It's I implied, I guess, later, yeah. because we find out who the string of pearls belongs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, she falls asleep, evidently, and has a nightmare, because this can't be real, <laughs> of um, being pulled down into the water mm-hmm. by a giant strand of pearls. I would have that nightmare as well if I was in that her shoes. Yes. So, we are going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk about the journey to Versailles and her entrance at Versailles and uh, the rest of Versailles. 
And here I am, guys, stressed again. Again. (laughs) We'll be back. And we're back, and we are at Versailles, and oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous, but but can you imagine being Marie? So stressed. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Still stressed. She's in this beautiful carriage, too, Mm -hmm. but, you know, she's always contained somewhere, and Mm -hmm. this is no different at Versailles. Yep. Uh, she she arrives and there's a lot of like you can tell she's nervous she's like gripping her clothes and she's kind of breathless and everything she notices everyone's looking at her hello that's a trap that they is are a looking at her um, and she arrives in the courtyard and there's a labyrinth like a marble labyrinth on the ground she's on both sides of her are bishops I assume mm-hmm. from the church the walls of Versailles oh. have her caged in. Like everything is just. She's, she's literally caged like, in. yeah. She's got the carriage. All the people are lined up. Yep. And like nobody even walls. goes to this poor child and says <laughs> no. like, "Come on, let's have fun. Right, let's like, come here, in. Let me." It's everybody's watching her from above. These guys yeah, are in above. a line, kind mm-hmm. of like you can't turn no back. Ton- the only way you tunneling. can go you is go tunnel. Forward. You have to go forward. And then she walks forward to these two guys, and luckily she knows one, which right. you told me because I didn't know she knew one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, one of them uh, is the ambassador to Austria. So mm-hmm. his name's Mercy, yes. I believe. And uh, he introduces her to the Duke de Choiseul. Wow. Uh, thanks to my little handy note here. <laughs> um, and the Duke is the Majesty's Prime Minister. So she has okay. a friendly face that she has at least met a few times or once at least in front of her. Um, she also notices as she gets out of the carriage and probably prays that she doesn't trip, slip or fall. Yep. Um, that Louis is up in a very top window mm-hmm. with a little telescope looking at her, which I thought, I don't know. Like, is she kind comforted? Of sweet. I don't know if she's comforted, but I think it's kind of sweet. Like, he's just so nervous about yeah. all of this that he's watching from afar, but he's embarrassed because she sees him and he mm-hmm. backs away from the window. He could have came down and, and said, hi, let me well, walk you <laughs> She in, desperately but... wants that because when she meets... Um, the Duke Choiseul, mm-hmm. she says, uh, we, we find out that he's the one that organized the Austro- Austro-French Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is incorrect because they think it's a Franco-Austrian alliance. Right, true. And she, he's the one that chose her to marry the Dauphin. Yeah. Dauphin. 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 I practiced it so often. You did. Didn't uh, you have a song? <laughs> Dauphin. 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 Yeah, it's Jolene. But <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, she says, will he speak to me? And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sure, with, with encouragement. But she's been doing nothing but yes. encouraging him to talk to her since the moment she met him. Exactly. So anyways... Gossip's, the gossip begins during this whole presentation ceremony. She's walking into a room and she she does she trips. Yeah, and she's so embarrassed and she hears her mother's voice. They will be gazing at the future queen of France. Any imperfection will reflect badly on you, and more importantly, on me. <laughs> I know. More importantly, <laughs> that's just awful. Hey, you're 14. But, you're still new to the world, but right. here you go. The person escorting her is like. Just take it slowly. Yeah. Um, she admits to Madame, Madame Dubarry mm-hmm. that she tripped and everybody saw. And she's like, so what if they saw? So she's acting. Be I'd be like, who gives? She's acting like she's her friend at this point. Yeah. Maybe she kind of is at this point. I don't know. 
based on that carriage sides. ride. I don't know. She's playing the nice, yeah, nice cop. I Good cop. So. Trying to get the inside scoop. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, she's moving in. She she's given these like this lush apartment, um, and we find out she's not happy about being ordered to curtsy when she met um, Noai, the stern lady at the border. Noai. Mm-hmm. And um, they took her bug, and the ambassador is like, I will take this up. Yeah. So maybe the dog will be back. Hopefully the dog will be back. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> she says that she found a casket of jewels at the um, hunting lodge, and we find out that they belong to Louis' late mother, and that they're hers now. So the and note was from Louis' late yes, mother. Yes, that's what I am Don't trust guessing. everyone at Versailles. I don't know how Louis' mother passed. Unless, oh, it just came to me now. What if it was the princess leaving a note? Like oh. on the slide, just being like, hey, FYI, Maybe. don't trust anyone at Versailles. That just popped into my head as a it's possibility, a good, too. Good thought. But it could be, I mean, it could have been Louis. If anybody listening too. or watching knows, knows please yes. let us know. <laughs> Email us at ps at witf.org. Good yes. time to do a plug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so there's this like domineering portrait that overlooks this oh entire gosh. apartment. It's huge. But now she has to. Fill her shoes too on top yep. of producing an ear, an air, and an ear, an ear, an producing ear. an air. There you go. I like it. <laughs> or an ear. I mean, she has and to make ears. Louis to talk to her first. Yeah. Like, it's an ordeal. Lots of pressure. Um, we also see both her and Louis getting ready. It's like a whole ordeal. There's several people undressing and dressing her. He's being forced into a bathtub. I know. I don't know if he like really what? would have to be forced into a bathtub. Like, I can't imagine he hates baths that much. I, I mean, don't know. As, but maybe he just maybe. Was well, busy. it was cold. Wasn't it cold maybe water? He was busy. Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe what it was cold I imagine water. that scene, it looked like it was cold water. It was water. just ice cold water. They yes. Were, uh, that, well, that would explain a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't seem very friendly. Like, it's his wedding well, day. Well, they're being very mean to him the whole yeah. time. They're, like, making crude jokes and... But he's like going to be the king, right? You're going to get fired or lose your head. Right? Calm down, people. Maybe more of that should have happened. Maybe before they lost their heads. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we get to the wedding, Mm -hmm. and um, we kind of hear this this voiceover from her mother that says, "When you give birth to the bourbon bourbon heir." You will guarantee peace for both empires. The fate of millions of people rests on your slim shoulders, Toinette. Harsh. No pressure again. Oh, my gosh. No pressure. So we see close-ups of Marie and Louis. They both look absolutely horrified to be there. Um, They don't look comfortable. They don't look thrilled. But they're Mm -mm. dressed very nicely. (laughs) Her dress is gorgeous. I was so focused on... um, I was so focused on their faces and how terrified they looked that I didn't actually n- notice the details. Okay. Like, I knew they were dressed nicely, and that's about as much as I took in. <laughs> Did you notice anything specific about it? Nothing or just really that it specific. Gorgeous? Just okay. that it was really pretty. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I, f- I just, like, I rem- I'm thinking back to, like, my wedding, and I remember, like, the stress, but, like, the excitement. So, yeah. I feel like she is a little excited. But she's so stressed and anxious about all this other stuff going right. on. But like, she's naive. Well, she had this that idea that this it was going be to fun. be fun. Yes, I'm getting married. This tale. should be fun. Like she imagined this probably exactly. her whole life, and now, yeah. now it's not going quite as planned. Yeah. So it, I, but maybe it will turn around. Yeah, I felt as though she was trying to be excited, but she's just like 
being shut down, shut down, shut downs for bringing some type of positive perspective mm-hmm. in any shape or form right. to the situation. Well, and he, because he's so stressed, too. Yeah. And he's surrounded by horrible people that are making him feel even worse about exactly. himself. So that doesn't help. Yeah. Um, so th- he's shaking. Well, they're both shaking, but he's mm-hmm. shaking the most. He goes to put the ring on her finger and he drops it. Yeah. I wonder what, if that happened in real life. I don't know if it happened in yeah. real life. I did take a closer Maybe. look at the wedding, which oh. I'll get to in, in just a minute because okay. I have feelings about uh, when he drops the ring, she goes, whoopsies. <laughs> and I just thought that was so cute and probably exactly what an awkward 14-year-old princess would yes. say. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oopsies. Oh. Um, but I guess somebody retrieves the ring. I think his grandfather does. Yeah, so it was the king retrieves the ring. It gets on her finger. They're married. They're very stressed-looking. There's intrusive fireworks as well that, like, add to the drama and the stress of the whole event. But, yes, I took a closer look at the wedding. Okay. Because... I want to know about that. Right. So, they were actually... They were married in 1770, but the marriage was planned in the early 1760s. So, when they were, like, literally four or five... Like, a little bit older than that. That's when it was planned. What? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The wedding took place by proxy in Vienna on April 19th. So he, the actual wedding, like legally binding, was already done by the time they had the wedding this. in Versailles. Yeah. OK, so that would explain why she doesn't have any family members at Versailles. Right. They would have had a wedding in, in Vienna, Vienna, but by proxy. So he wouldn't have been there. But she would have had a ceremony that she had gone through. How on earth? So in, Does that even work? So in the book that I'm listening to... I wasn't even allowed to get my marriage certificate without both <laughs> of us being there. In the book that I'm listening to, the proxy, if I remember correctly, was her brother. So her brother sat in, essentially, cer- like ceremoniously, symbolically is the word I'm looking for, yes. as her husband for the proxy wedding. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm stressed thinking about this. Uh, Marie arrived at Versailles on May 16th. Um, Entered through the gates at 10 a.m. and was shown to the Queen's State Apartments. So that happened. Um, and then after getting ready, she entered the King's, King's Cabinet at 1 p.m. The two royal, well, the Dauph- Dauphin and Dauphine held hands and walked to the Royal Chapel where they were married. Um, in the official, like, historical record of the Court of Versailles, like, online, because this is where I got the information from, mm-hmm. it says that both were full of emotion. Okay. But I don't know what that what means. What emotion? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fear? Was it terror? Terror? Like, I don't know. Excitement? There has to be some sort of Sadness. documentation, but it's just full of emotion, in quotes. Um, they probably so. put all those emotions <laughs> and stirred them in a pot. Right. <laughs> just make them emotional. Yeah. Uh, but the ring was exchanged. The papers were signed. And in the early afternoon, the Dauphine received her wedding gift, which was a carved cabinet full of jewels and okay. jewelry. And then they attended the ambassador's reception where the king's game was held. I did not get a chance to look into what the king's game is, mm-hmm. but I think it was gambling from the quick click I did. I know he's 15. Yeah. So. <laughs> Illegal in this world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the planned fireworks, which we saw in the show, yeah. were actually postponed due to a storm. So they didn't happen okay. on the same day as their wedding. Okay. Um, however, the celebrations continued until May 30th when there were fireworks that killed 132 people. Well, that is quite um, alluding yeah. to their so, future. 
there we go. That's that's the wedding. That's the wedding that's, closer look for you. I don't yeah, know. It's, I don't even know what to say a about bad that. Omen. Yeah, their all wedding bad ended omens. with lots of people dying from fireworks. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. Uh, before the bedding, uh, we see basically just Marie. They focus on Marie. Yeah. Getting ready, um, and Madame Bury, Dubarry is coming in, and she makes the the statement that the only thing missing is her wimple. <laughs> so this this poor girl, she's expected to produce an heir, but she's all buttoned up. A wimple? A wimple, like the thing that nuns wear. Oh, is that what? Oh, nuns that's wear? what a wimple is. Oh, okay, oh yeah, thanks. okay. So the wimple is the the headdress that. The oh, nuns because wear she was to, all buttoned up, right? Yeah. So she looks very conservative. Um, Says a and, prostitute. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you have to but, yeah, do the you have art to go of seduction, do the deed, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's, do there's a little duty. bit of effort that goes into that usually. Um, and she's told, I prefer being all buttoned up to my neck with my dimple on, my wimple on, my dimple She's told, this is Versailles, not a brothel. Yeah. And uh, so... Dubarry unbuttons some of her buttons. I mean, she is 14, so she doesn't have much cleavage to speak of. Uh, yes. But she said, right, that's better. She calls her a little angel mm-hmm. and asks if her mother explained the mechanics. What goes where and who does what? And she's like, no, nobody explained it. She's like, I can teach you the art of seduction. And she's like, teach me, please. I must do my duty. Yeah. She's so desperate to know what she needs yep. to do. That's the fourth time in this one episode yeah. in like three she days that she's been asked, asking someone. because She needs to know. Yeah, but the mistress actually told her, um, said God will be your guide earlier. Right. And, so oh, right. And her mom says Louis going to help her. Right. The princess is like, eh, she, I don't, I don't know. know. And the mistress is like, God's going to help you. And God will guide you. God yes. will guide you. And then. And she says, Madame, what does God have to do with it? Which yeah. legit girl. Yes. <laughs> and then Madame du- Dubery is like, hey, I can help you. But you know what? We're going to be besties right now. And right, I'm going to be like, so nice to you. And I can help right you. Now. I'm just not going to do it right now. Not right now. So sorry. Yeah. So what? I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. I don't know if it's because there's so many people watching her and they all. Look yeah. down on her because she was a prostitute mm-hmm. uh, before becoming, I guess, the, the king's entertainment. entertainment. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, we also find out that a boy is asked to spy on Marie on behalf of Austria mm-hmm. uh, and report back to, um, I don't know, was it the ambassador? I'm not, I'm getting a nod from Allie that it was okay, indeed good. the thank, ambassador. Thank you, Allie. <laughs> and uh, basically, he wants to know do they have sex? Oh, like okay. everybody is watching them through the keyholes. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of gross. Um, <sighs> but know. yeah, so this little this boy is named Julie now, and he's dressed like a girl so that he can spy properly on on Marie. This so, <laughs> this lifestyle, yeah, so stressful. So now we get to the bedding ceremony. Yeah, uh, it all comes into uh, this moment where everybody gets to watch. Four I, boys. Yeah. You you describe the bedding ceremony, and I'll give you the closer look okay. I did on the bedding ceremony. <laughs> Four boys push him in. Oh uh, two women on, push Louie in, I should say. Two women on uh, Marie's arms bring her in. And uh, producer Allie counted 15 to 17 other people. <laughs> oh, my Not gosh. including the two of them in the room. That is, that is a crowd. That is yeah. that not, they have to get naked in front right. of. So they, yeah, they're disrobed. They both look 
horrified know, because they're like, naked in front of everyone. They're trying to cover all their important bits. Yeah. And uh, they get into bed together and immediately pull up the covers, mm-hmm. which is what I would do. And like a big space between them both. Too. Right. Yeah. There's a big space. Like, between, like they're not touching near each me. other. They're, they're both naked in front of a crowd. Yes. Like, nope. This isn't. This isn't conducive to foreplay yes. for normal people. No, not I at all. Say. Uh, so, <laughs> so they're all. These people are all surrounding them, and they start throwing. Those marbles, the marbles. At the, them. You said they could have been like mints. I don't know if they were like gum or bubble gum or, or um, gum drops or something. Yeah. I don't know. They're pretty big. The only one that looks uncomfortable with this is the princess. Yeah. Um, Louis's brother is having a ball. Like he of looks course. just like a brother, just Loki. violently throwing. <laughs> right. He just Loki he looks torturing like, his older brother. Right. Right. And not the Marvel Loki. Like not the, the Marvel real, Loki. More real life version yes. of Loki. And like. It's just really stressful. So, like, you took a closer look at this. How much of this feels real? Okay. So, <laughs> there's a lot. Um, I tried to just gather a lot of information from the internet of what, um, I guess there was a lot of the same kind of information out there. Okay. Not very in detail. I tried figuring out, like, when was the first one? When did it end? That kind of stuff. So, betting ceremonies began in the 1600s. Okay. So, that's About 200 just- years, no, 100 years or so earlier. Almost two. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah. in the seven, 1770s, Yeah, 1770. Right? Yeah. 1770. Yeah. Um, so that's just the internet. This is all okay. from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, it happened with the royals. So like poor people didn't really know this custom. Okay. They, they yeah. probably already had children. Could Probably. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning after, there would be an inspection of the sheets. Ew. <laughs> by the ladies of the bedchamber. Oh, so it's not a dog that they consummated. let in. They could have just let a dog in. Yeah, no. Dog would have sniffed that out fast. Oh, so fast. <laughs> Somehow we know that. But um, <laughs> we have so many fur babies. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I think it's because my... My recollection as a woman is that, you know, the first time you have it, typically there's blood. They're, so I'm right, sure that's what they're looking so. for. I mean, not is always, some type though. of that. That's not, not always accurate, but some fiction. That's probably what they're looking for. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. But I don't know what else that they would, would exactly a, find would if really they're supposed violent to. But if they're supposed time. to consummate the marriage mm-hmm. and have an heir they wouldn't yeah. find much do you know right. what i'm going right. with this i know where you're going okay. with this well, just... <laughs> oh my god because all that should have been inside exactly <laughs> anyway oh goodness gracious. we're gonna get weird on this podcast. we are well this is a show it's definitely different um okay so the purpose of the ritual was to establish the consummation of the marriage, either by actually witnessing the couple's first the sexual intercourse okay. or symbolically by leaving before the consummation. And that's what we see with Marie and Louis. Okay. Um, no. But they were watching through the keyholes, essentially. But they're not like they're required not to. They're just snooping. <laughs> they just wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> that First, makes it worse. I don't know. People okay. are, this is weird. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so it's supposed to symbolize the community's involvement in the marriage. So legally binding nature of the ceremony varied um, greatly from like place to place and throughout time. I feel like the community does not need to be in the bedroom. Apparently the oh, royals no. think the community does. I mean, okay. for royals, your duty is to produce more Royals. Royals. That's yes. your job. Yeah. Everybody else kind of does everything well, for you. that's the woman's job. That's the woman's job. Yeah. So they're making sure that this this happens. Right. Um, right. In England, 
the ceremony usually began with a priest blessing the bed. The newlyweds would drink sweet and spicy wine. And then the groomsmen and bridesmaids sat on the sides of the bed. Okay. And they threw the couple's stockings at them. Oh, Okay. If they hit someone, <laughs> this, this is, is in awful. England. Okay. If they hit someone, it was a sign that the thrower would be the next to marry or marry. Oh, soon. like the bouquet, I guess. Oh wow! And and the garter. So we have taken this bedding ceremony and made it part of a wedding reception in modern day. I suppose I did not look that up because the garter is very but directly with yes. the Scott stockings. Yeah. Yes. So they take okay. the stockings okay. and throw them. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing that's where they get the marbles from. I don't know. But um, for Marie and Louis, they were in Marie's bedchamber where she sleeps. Mm-hmm. And the bed was blessed by the Archbishop, uh, bar, blah, 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 Archbishop. Archbishop of Reims, I guess. R-E-I-M-S. Okay. That, I mean, that sounds, sounds right. close, um, at and least. the king gave the Dauphin his nightshirt and the Duchess of Chartois. Chartois. I think that's right. Chartois gave the Dauphin hers. And in the presence of the entire court, the couple laid down to prove that they shared the same bed, which is what we see. That's what we saw. However, luckily, bedding ceremonies did stop. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> By the end of the 17th hey, century. Mom, you can leave now. <laughs> um, but of course, it was right after Marie and Louis had to deal with all of it. Uh, but by the end so of they the were century. At yeah. The, yeah. So they were at the tail end of this yeah. voyeuristic show. Yeah. Okay. I just, I feel for them. I'm really happy they stopped before I got married because yeah. <laughs> heck to the no, I would never the, in my life get the married. The Archbishop cannot be here, please, and thank you. Yes. <laughs> please remove like, remove anything holy from this area. <laughs> what does God have to do with this? <laughs> oh, oh, my that's gosh. That's awful. But so, yeah, yeah. So it was maybe as awkward as what they depict in this. I guess. It's possible. I guess. So, yeah, so then we go right back into the opening, right. essentially, the nightmare. This is where we come full circle. We, yes. she, uh, we see Louis. Well, Louis gets out of bed because she tries to, like, talk to him. Yeah. That's all she tries to do is talk to him. And he runs out of bed and he journals. He says, I feel nothing. And he throws the book and he looks miserable in his little, I guess, office and puts his head down on his desk. What and a moody she, teenage boy. I know. He's 15. He's moody. <laughs> I don't know how old he'll be in the next episode. She's just like, but hey, hopefully they tap, establish tap. that. Will you be hello, my friend? Hello. I don't know you and I would like to get to know you better. Yeah. Can we talk? Uh, she So she's upset. She tries to run out. And this is where it's like basically the nightmare sequence again. She bursts out into the hallway and she runs down the hallway yeah. and she's captured by the guards and we find out that uh, so the housemistress uh, Noe says you have failed to perform your duty the empress mm-hmm. will be informed and she has this like crazy like <laughs> you didn't do what you were supposed to like okay you tell the empress but it's like not her fault I don't know um, and then she smacks her she, yeah, slaps, she her, slaps her which is the title of the show it is the title you know, the slap there was a slap earlier too between yep. uh, Dubari and the king yes too so there's lots of slaps going there on there is and then the whole situation is a slap in the face too but right Oh, my gosh. This is just... I'm so stressed. Yeah. This was a really stressful episode. I don't know if the rest will be quite as stressful as this. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that they kind of, like, Mm -hmm. 
you know, Marie actually gets to talk to Louis. Yeah. Like, he actually talks to her, and, like, maybe they build a, at least a friendship, if nothing that else. That would be nice. Like, at least then she I mean, would have I mean, they have seven something. years before they have a kid. Right. And we know this factually. Right. From history. From history. <laughs> So we'll have to see where this goes. But I'm hoping that the next ones, I mean, we all know how it ends. So I'm sure it will still be stressful, but I'm hoping it's not quite as intense. It just depends on what they cover. I mean, there's eight episodes. Are they covering the whole rain or are they just covering a little bit? Yeah. So to be TBD. We'll have to watch. The cinematography is amazing. It is. That's why we're so stressed because there's not there's not that much dialogue to mm-hmm. it's mostly like and facial expressions and like mood lighting and yeah yeah the so, acting is amazing so, too. yeah it's they're phenomenal. really good at looking completely horrified yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to postscript from WITF we can't wait to watch along with you and talk about the world of Marie Antoinette week to week that's right and we want to know how you're feeling along the way so email us your thoughts at ps at WITF.org Engage with us on Instagram at WITFORG or on Facebook at WITF.org. You got the you mouth. You usually again. do this. <laughs> That's because I should know these off the top of but my head. But you do know them off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was produced by Ali Amrose for WITF. I'm Christina Ziders. And I'm Beth Capello. We'll catch you next week for episode two of Marie Antoinette.